My eyesight isn't what it used to be. It's not quite as bad as my wife thinks it is. But if I'm watching a football game or trying to read slides from the back of a room, I now don a pair of specs. Having avoided this for most of my life, I wasn't aware of how often you have to clean your glasses. All sorts of schmutz seems to gather in the lenses, and it's only after careful cleaning that even a well-made pair of glasses can deliver something approximating 20-20 vision. Looking into next year, it is largely political schmutz that is clouding the 2020 outlook. Now, I realize that most Americans would dearly love a break from politics, which have, in recent years, bitterly divided the country. However, like it or not, in an election year, political trends and policy positions will have an increasing impact on financial markets. Before considering potential distortions of politics, it's worth reviewing current conditions. First, economic growth continues to decelerate. Second quarter, U.S. real GDP growth was 2.3% year-over-year, compared to 3.2% a year earlier and could fall below 2% year-over-year in the third quarter. Consumer spending continues to grow solidly, but this is being offset by falling investment spending and weak exports. Numbers due out this week on construction spending, light vehicle sales, and international trade should confirm this slowdown. The job market is very tight, but momentum is fading. On Friday, we expect the September unemployment rate to be reported as 3.7%, a very low number, but no lower than it was a year ago while private payroll job gains should be in a mediocre 100,000 to 150,000 range. Inflation is low but steady. The core personal consumption rate arose 1.8% year-over-year in August, showing slightly more inflation than in the spring and alleviating concerns of deflation. The stock market has had a very good year, with the S&P 500 up 19% year-to-date and more than recovering its losses from last year's correction. However, forward P.E. ratios are now above their 25-year average, even as earnings growth has slowed. Meanwhile, the Federal Reserve, worried about trade tensions and overseas weakness, has cut the federal funds rate twice in recent months and looks likely to cut again before the end of the year. This has triggered a further slide in long-term interest rates, with the 10-year Treasury yield at 1.73%, down almost a full percent from the start of the year. Without political uncertainty, the outlook for both the economy and financial markets would essentially be slow growth from a very good place. However, political forces of both the right and the left are adding uncertainty to the forecast. The administration's aggressive trade policy is hurting the global economy. Because other countries are generally more dependent on trade than the US, it is hurting the rest of the world more than the United States for the moment. However, it appears to be slowing U.S. investment spending and could reduce hiring in the U.S. also, making the economy vulnerable to a trade war escalation. A tough policy on immigration may also hurt growth going forward. While reliable numbers and illegal immigration are, for obvious reasons, hard to find, the latest data confirm a slight uh, sharp decline in legal immigration. While this may result in higher wages for domestic workers, it could also sap potential economic growth both by reducing the demand for houses and consumer goods and reducing the supply of workers at a time when the labor force is being curtailed by the retirement of baby boom. However, as the 2020 election comes into focus, investors will also need to consider threats that could be posed to the economy and markets by an alternative government. One risk would be a repeal or partial repeal of the corporate income tax cut included in the 2017 Tax Act. Using some rough math, an S&P 500 priced at 16.8 times earnings at a corporate tax rate of 21% would be equivalent to a P.E. of 20.4 times at a corporate tax rate of 35%. This would look pretty expensive, even under the heroic assumption that such a tax tax hike had no negative impact on economic activity. Another risk would be any dramatic attempt to unilaterally slash carbon emissions by sharply increasing cost to businesses while endeavouring to shelter consumers. 
Such attempts would likely fail to address climate change in a meaningful way, but could further damage the economic outlook. It should be emphasized that the risk to the economy and markets from policies in all of these areas depends upon the intensity with which they are pursued. In this context, it is worth remembering that the most dramatic policy change usually occurs when one party gains control of both houses of Congress and the White House at the same time. Now, this could occur in 2020 if the Republicans picked up 20 House seats as Donald Trump was re-elected. But the 20th most vulnerable Democratic House seat in 2018 was won by a margin of 52.5% to 47.5%. So the House would only flip to the Republicans in a Republican landslide. Alternatively, a landslide in the other direction could allow the Democrats to pick up Senate seats in Maine, Colorado, and Arizona, and either hold one in Alabama or pick up one in North Carolina in order to get control of the Senate, assuming a Democrat is elected president. But this, too, is a very tall order. Because of this, it's more likely that we will end up with divided government after the 2020 elections, taking the edge off more extreme policies from either side. This being the case, investors may want to look beyond 2020 and think about thinking about portfolio positioning. While political wins can move markets in the short run, relative valuations are better guide to long-term returns. This continues to suggest avoiding some of the more lofty valuations within stock and bond markets as we all prepare for a bumpy year ahead. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week, and if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only, and as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management unless otherwise stated as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.